Are you ready for that once-in-a-lifetime expedition bucket list cruise? Stay tuned as we do a review of Lindblad Expedition Cruises. My guest today is Mary Ellsworth, a 25-year veteran with Cruise and Travel Experts. Hailing from Seattle, Washington, Mary loves to plan family vacations for her clients in and around Washington and across the country. But she has a passion for luxury travel, grand voyages, and expedition cruising. Hi, Mary. Welcome back to RTE Travel Talk. Hi, Ken. Thanks for having me again. Uh, It's great to have you back with us, Mary. So the last time you were with us, you mentioned that you were taking a cruise with Lindbad Expeditions and National Geographic. Uh, and as a, if memory serves, it was from Spain to Ireland. Now, that really doesn't sound like an expedition itinerary. So it <laughs> definitely piqued our viewers and listeners' interest and curiosity. So I was hoping today we could get together and you can tell us a little bit about Lindbad Expeditions and the cruise that you took. How does that sound? It sounds great. Um, the, the cruise was actually, though, from okay. Bordeaux, France. Well, to Ireland. Yeah, so a little bit different. We didn't hit Spain okay. happily. <laughs> Sounds good. So why don't you fill us in a little bit about Lindbad Expeditions and perhaps their connection to National Geographic? Yeah. So Lindbad Expeditions pretty much are the the founders of Expedition Cruising. They started more than 50 years ago. Gentleman, last name Lindblad, um, took people to the Antarctic for the first time, and or Antarctica, and yeah. then just grew from there. And then in about uh, sometime early 2000s, they thought it was a natural fit to join with natural Ge- National Geographic just because of the um, focus on the beauty of the world, the wonder of the world, conservation, nature, all those aspects just wow, seemed like wow. a great fit for them. So where in the world do they sail yeah. as a role? They actually okay. sail all over the world. They, they specialize in expeditions. So you're looking at the Arctic, Antarctica, Galapagos is a huge uh, destination for them. But truthfully, right. they are so, all over the world. Now, obviously... They specialize in expeditions. How, how about the ships? Now, what, what mm-hmm. type of ship did you did you sail on? How big was it? So I saw, sailed on the uh, National Geographic Resolution, which is one of the newer ships. Um, she is a Class A polar iced built ship. So she is made to cruise okay. in the polar regions. She only holds about 138 passengers. So not a huge ship, but not small by some, you know, like some like Galapagos right. Island type ships and things like that. And she's gorgeous, brand new, all the <laughs> bells and whistles. So, it's, so it's she's terrific. obviously <laughs> specifically built for the Arctic and uh, Antarctic regions. Correct. So yeah. if we think about her as an expedition ship, how does it compare to like some of the other expedition ships that you might see, like, for example, Silver Sea or or Viking ships? I think most expedition ships are pretty similar. All of them will have their own little design features um, that make them special, but they all tend to have what they call um, the base camps, which is kind of like a glorified mud room. Uh, It's a very nice room where you can store, um, you know, all your wet boots, jackets, things like that. All of them have the zodiacs. Most have kayaks, most have paddle boards. Um, Some have underwater viewing cameras or boats and so she's very similar to all right most so of them out you should there. probably enlighten our viewers and listeners a little bit on just exactly what an expedition cruise is because it's not your average uh, cruise is it no so normally what you're doing is you're right. going to smaller destinations um, usually destinations that don't have a cruise ship dock they don't specialize in right. 
tourism, other than the fact that they invite people to come to help with conservations and things like that. Most of the times that you spend on land, you're going to take a zodiac. You're not going to step off the boat. And sometimes it's a wet landing. Sometimes they take you to a dock on a dry landing, but you're still in a zodiac. And you just get to hit right. small parts so of the world. A wet landing is the zodiac pulls up to the beach and you jump out and wade in, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, mind you, mind you, wade in, you're probably only ankle deep. <laughs> yeah, usually. And there's always support, um, people helping you in and out and, and you know, escorting right. to make sure you make it there safely. So, <laughs> Like, for example, Silver Sea and I know Viking, they consider their expedition uh -huh. ships luxury. Would you yes. would you say the same thing about Lind Lindblad and National Geographic ships? Not all of their ships. Their newer ones, though, the Resolution, the Exploration, those are right. definitely luxury. Probably about half of their ships are on the more luxury end. And then the other half are going to be the smaller, more expedition, expedition right. old style. So if ships. people were thinking of taking something like this, it's then that it's important then to get mm -hmm. with an expert travel advisor on this, so that you know what type of ship to see that what you're going to be traveling on. Exactly, yeah. that is. So it tell exactly. me about what was the stateroom? What was your stateroom like? It was gorgeous. So I right. um, I had a balcony, and it had a you know it was, it was a great sized room. I'd say about 200 square feet, give or take, ample storage space, gorgeous bathroom. They have a, a sitting desk area um, that they call right. the control center where you actually have, you know, your, your flat screen TV, but they also okay. give you a tablet. And with the tablet, you can check the daily events, read about the ports, um, entertainments, what, what's open when. So it's really neat. You get all this control at your fingertips right there. And you can take the tablet. Oh, fantastic, out of them if you fantastic. To. Now, you mentioned entertainment. Now, on a 138 passenger ship, we're not going to have Broadway <laughs> shows. What did you no. find for entertainment on board? So, there really isn't right. entertainment per se. They do have a lounge area, they focus on okay. uh, talks. So, you'll have um, destination specialists. Um, maybe geography, sea life, you know, people who are trained and skilled at what they do. With National Geographic, they always have um, more than one photographer on board and they do photography talks, lessons, sometimes even photography excursions. Actually, one day we did have some guides from Wales come on board. And I don't know if you've ever heard the Welsh language, it's very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> and they did, um, they did provide like a little sheet with the, some of the words and we're trying to show people how to pronounce them. <laughs> they were and that was fun but um yeah it's kind of just more local little entertainment things not necessarily more talks right. than and i suppose that, that goes along with the itinerary and the places that you're visiting correct right? so kind of exactly. makes sense yeah give us a quick overview of this particular itinerary it was kind of a it's kind oh, of okay. like a repositioning cruise getting the ship from one place to another um so right. we started in bordeaux, bordeaux we went to brest went to san malo then we started hitting some of the smaller places like jersey and guernsey islands we went to penzance which was interesting um we also went to the isle oh, wow. of Scilly. yeah it was it was really neat and then we also uh, made one stop in wales which was great before oh, fantastic we so on those particular stops and these landings and stuff what would you get up to so Lindblad offered normally at least three tours right. per city and they varied it could be um there was a lot of historic tours on this one because mm -hmm. of all the castles so there was a lot of castle focused tours which were incredible um right. they also had some nature walk they had it like i mentioned some photography um ex excursions and you just pick from one of those and you do that tour and it depends on where you're at if it's an all-day tour or a half a day tour you know it just varies oh, great. depending so because this was kind of a yeah. repositioning cruise, did it did it vary somewhat from what they normally do? Because, you know, you talked about tours of castles and stuff. So I'm assuming there wasn't probably as yep. many wet landings or, 
or Zodiac landings on this one? Mm -hmm. We didn't have any wet landings. Um, we did take the Zodiacs from the ship to a dock. Oh, did you? Um, in most places. Uh -huh, we did, yeah. So it was kind of interesting. Um, some yeah. of these docks were really teeny, but they were right in the heart of the city. So it was easy to get around once you were off. The tours, depending on where they took you, were motor coaches that took you like to the castles. Did a couple of castles in one place um, where you actually hopped from castle to castle. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then of course, like I mentioned, there were some hikes that they took okay, as well. Okay, well, that's really, really interesting. Yeah. So what was your favorite of, of all of them? What was your favorite excursion? There was a few of them. Um, Mont Saint-Michel, um, which is, I, a lot of people yep. know that it's an abbey. It's actually a small little island um, that is a township and they built an abbey on it and it's absolutely gorgeous. The views are amazing. It's just something you have to see once at least. And then really strange, but we went to the Trusco Gardens on the Isle of Scilly and it's a private little garden and it was such a great tour, walk. I mean, the visuals, the photography, of course, was incredible. So those were probably two of my favorites. Wow. Wow. That, that's really fascinating. Yeah. So I'm assuming you probably would not recommend this for folks with mobility issues or how, do, or if, if you do, how do they handle that? So for the most part, yeah, you right. have to be kind of active, pretty mobile to be on board. Though we did have one poor lady who, I don't know if she broke her foot the oh, day no. before, or yeah. right at the airport or something, but she, so she had a broken foot, had a wheelchair that they got for her and they were incredible about getting her on and off the Zodiac, helping her so that she didn't get stuck on the ship. So they are there to help you, but I think, you know, mobility issues can be a little tiresome, um, right. could be a little yeah. hard on some people, but they also try to cater some of the tourists more towards, you know, hey, this one is more active. You may not want to take this if you, you know, can't walk long distances. So they try to, you know, have those kind of options right. available. They actually have some kids programs, especially in the Galapagos, um, Alaska, where they really try to educate and get kids involved in what's going on and teach the kids about So is about there an age, age range for kids that they allow on board? I think mm -hmm. it depends on the local destination. You know, Galapagos, they can be a little bit younger, but I, on average, right. I'd say about 12 yeah. would be about the youngest. And it's, you know, based on where they're going and, and what they're doing, it's a fabulous, fabulous yeah. educational experience for kids. It really is, yeah. So overall, who would you recommend this cruise line too? You know, anybody who is has a little bit of adventure in them um, that want to see unique itineraries, that wants to experience more <laughs> culture, sorry about that, it's very important lifestyles. It could be really age, okay. any age group, uh, just anybody with a zest for that little life visual. To so see if you've something got the different. zip and the mobility, you're good to go. Pretty much. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about how Lindblad, for example, stacks up against Viking and some of the other ones, for example, like what's included in your fare? Is it, is it all, would it be considered all inclusive or is it plus plus? It's not all inclusive. Um, most of the newer ships include all beverages. You know, of course, all dining right. is included across the board. Um, excursions are included on all of the ships. Wi-Fi was not included, mm -hmm. so that is an extra cost. But again, it just depends on which ship. The newer ships right. are a little more inclusive than the others. They do not include the airfare on most occasions. Every once in a while, they might have a promotion that has air included from your gateway. Um, sometimes inter-trip air would be included, right. depending right. on, again, where you are. Now, inter-trip inter -trip air, for the benefit of reviewers and listeners, is, is what? So, for example, yeah. I keep bringing up the Galapagos, yes. but that's the easiest way. Like, you fly you know, you know, fly to Ecuador. That might be on your dime, but then to Ecuador, to the Galapagos, would be right. Right. included. Yeah. What about gratuities? Gratuities okay. were included okay. as well. Sorry. Thank you. So, in terms <laughs> of price point, compared to similar 
cruise lines and itineraries. How do you think that they stack up, Mary? I think they are very competitive. It, it depends on locations. Some of the cruise lines that after air is going to be more expensive than a Lindblad, um, but their right. price so they're, they're are all really comparable. Then. Exactly. Now on 138 passenger ships, I would assume that they probably uh-huh. sell out fairly quickly especially the the more higher-end cabins and that sort of thing. How far ahead should yeah. you consider booking if you're looking at a Lindblad cruise? You know, right? we always say the earlier the better. A good year, year and a half out is always a good idea, just so you get your best selections of cabins. You know, sometimes even tours can fill up quickly. Um, very rarely do they sell out, but, you know, if you want your definite first choices of things, it's always okay. a good idea to book okay. early. So year, year and a half. Well, Mary, this is absolutely yeah. super information. Is there anything else that you'd like to touch on before we wrap up with regard to... <laughs> I do. Actually, we had this unique yeah. experience on the ship. They have these things called igloos. Okay. There's two of them, and they're on the top of the ship, and they look exactly like a small igloo. It's complimentary, first-come, first-served basis, where you can spend the night in an igloo <laughs> outside. And it was so great because um, we got yeah. lucky enough to be able to do it. They take us up to the igloo before the evening ends, you know, or in the mid-afternoon to show us the bedding. They ask us what we want for coffee in the morning because they wake, give you a wake-up call. Uh, and then they tell you where, how to get to the bathroom and, you know, the little tricks and trades. So we actually slept, and the igloo is partially visual, so you can actually see the sky. I guess it's, you know, especially fantastic yeah. in Antarctica. The bed, they had these extremely warm water bottles because right. the room is yeah. not heated. <laughs> and we weren't in a very cold destination, but, um, you know, they had these warm water bottles. They had these huge um, robes and jackets that you could tuck into. Um, and the igloos are also right next to the hot tub outside. So you can jump in the hot tub and then <laughs> jump in your igloo and then settle down for the night. And it was such a fun experience. So, yeah, that's definitely wow, unique. Yeah, I guess it is. That's a- that's that, that that's quite something yeah. that's probably not available on all the ships maybe just the newer ones right just the newer ones yep exactly wow yeah. any other than that just getting an idea of destinations mm-hmm. that you want to visit is the best way to start a lot of the expedition travels right. are bucket list so again you know getting started on those is always a great exactly. idea so you can hit exactly them. well mary that's absolutely wonderful if folks wanted to reach out to you mm-hmm. about a cruise with lindlad or another Bucket list vacation, how, what's yep. the best way to get hold of you? Uh, they can always email me. Um, unhappily, my email's long. <laughs> it's my first initial M and then Ellsworth, Ellsworth at Cruise and Travel Experts, right. all spelled out.com. Or they could just go to the Cruise and Travel Experts website <laughs> and find us. Um, and then we also have our 800 number, which is 800 632 I'll leave that contact information yeah. in the description for folks that wanted to reach out. Now, I have to ask, Thank you. as I always do, because Part of your job is traveling to lots of other destinations so that you can learn <laughs> learn about them. Yeah. Where are you off to next? So I've got two trips planned coming up. I'm doing an inaugural for the new Celebrity okay. Ascent ship that's coming up. Yep, at the end of October, early November. Or sorry, end end of November, early December, and then right after. I'm doing um, one of the new Virgin Voyages cruises. So I'm going to experience them for the first time, which I'm excited about. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we'll have to have you back Mm -hmm. with your adventures on board that brand new celebrity ship. I'd be looking forward to hear all about that. Great. I'd love to tell you. Sounds like a plan. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, Mary, with that, I'm just going to wish you safe and happy travels on all your future cruises and adventures. May the wind always be at your back. 
And I hope to see you on the Lido Deck sometime soon. Take care. Sounds good. Thank you again. And that about wraps it up for today, folks. A very special thanks to my guest, Mary Ellsworth of Cruise and Travel Experts. If you'd like to reach Mary, I will leave her contact information in the description. If you'd like to reach us with a suggestion for a future interview or a question, you can simply send a question to questions at realtravelexperts.com, visit our website, realtravelexperts.com, or simply leave a comment. We always respond. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed this content, a like, subscribe, and a ring of the bell is certainly appreciated and helps us to spread the word. So until next time, happy travels.